Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside my co-host. Each and every week, he is Pastor Ken Keltner. Pastor, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Mike. It's good to be with you. It's good to be with you as well. I am uh, excited about today's show. So let me tell you how this thing happened. I was uh, on the the, the sideline reporter for Thursday Night Lights High School Football Game of the Week. I tell people they couldn't afford a good-looking girl, so they got all this. (laughs) And uh, most people agree with me, and then they laugh. And uh, I'm standing on the sidelines, and a guy that I've known for a really long time, and I would think that just about everybody in Waukesha says, hey, he's a really good friend of mine. Tony McCutton is the kind of guy that everybody knows, everybody likes, and I coached him in like Pony League baseball and stuff. Grew up on the east side. I knew his dad really well, know his kids, know his wife, both Mesmer guys. And he said, uh, hey, do you have any interest in a new guest for faith in the zone? I said, always. And he pointed across the field. He said, you see our athletic director over there? Might want to go talk to him. I'll tell you, Pastor, I don't run the 100 as fast as I used to, but man, right over to Kyle Lemieux. I said, hey, young man, come here. I need to talk to you about something. I said, hey, I do this show called Faith in the Zone. He said, no, I know. I said, I understand that maybe we should talk about having you come in. And one thing led to another. We've had some conversations about it. And uh, today is the day that Kyle Lemieux, athletic director at Walk Show West, is in with us. Kyle, how you been? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's really good to see you. So far, so good out at uh, Waukesha West. I, look, I pay most attention to football, basketball, baseball. I know the basketball team's got a chance to be really good this year. Absolutely. Baseball team, b- big fan of, of your coach there. I think he does as good a job as anybody. And I don't think there's a finer man than your head football coach. Steve Rux is just about as good as they come. Um, so, so far, so good, right? So far, so good. It's hard to believe that we're in mid-October already. Right. Um, you know, we... I, I always look at, I, I had a former boss who called our school Disneyland. And it was just the idea that we have the privilege to come into this great place 
um, is just is fantastic. And so across all 29 programs that we have, there's um, moments of success and positives to build off of. You've got people like Chad Montez and Steve Rux and, yeah. and, and the list goes on and on. Um, and even a lot of the programs that don't get a lot of media and publicity. You know, I think of our, our, our cross-country girls that uh, are just a machine, our, our track programs and, um, you know, just across the board. We've got some girls uh, in their tennis program headed to state this week. And what's really fun is when you're in an environment of success like that, the celebrations just keep coming. And so it's, it's uh, for me, just a privilege to walk into that building every day and fill the role that I do. You know, it's it's interesting because when I, I now I'm retired, but I coached at Martin Luther and came into the building when they hadn't had much success. Mm-hmm. And it was a four year kind of turnaround process. And the the first game that I coached there, it was against Milwaukee School of the Arts. I do a high school sports show here on 105.7 F the fan high school basketball show. Didn't know they had a high school basketball team. Huh. And they came in. We had nine students show up in the first game. And then it started to progress. And that last year, when we won state last year, you couldn't get in. You had to get there early to get in the gym, especially in the student section. And it's amazing how much, you know what, when when the school starts succeeding, when a team starts succeeding, it just brings people out. And certainly Waukesha West has, has done really well in the number of sports. How long have you been the athletic director there? Yeah, so this is year eight for me at West. And... Um, so when I when I walked in the doors there, I was just this young 28 year old guy that felt like he'd fooled a few people to get the role that I did. And, um, you know, since that time, it's really just been a matter of of developing a, a culture and, and trying to come alongside people and, and meet kids and, and adults where they're at and to coach them up well. Hey, when um, when you got there, uh, was it was because you're a young guy? Mm-hmm. Um and I, I could not be an athletic director because you have to be way too organized for that. Um, how hard was that first year and second year? And now you must have a template as to, to what needs to be done at what time. But as a 28-year-old in a pretty big school, mm-hmm. especially sports-wise, they, they expect – there are certain programs that hope to hit the field or court and win. Sure. Waukesha West expects it. And so that first year or two, how was that for you? Well, to be honest, um, that summer I was pursuing a, a, you know, a few different jobs, and I saw the West one pop up, and I didn't even consider applying at first. I thought, there's no way, that's out of my league. And so uh, one thing led to another, and I ended up applying, and and you walk into this place. And whenever I give presentations and get to talk at different conferences, I always describe West as this environment of rich success. Everywhere you look, there's a, a plaque, a trophy, a sign, a banner that just says, you know, how great this school has been in a relatively short time. Yeah, You're relatively right? You're 26, short. 26, yeah. right? And so that forced me to really look at, all right, I'm not sure how much I can – um, well, I'm definitely not going to teach Steve Rux anything about football or Chad Montez anything about baseball, but where's the leverage point? Like, where do you take a school from good to great? And that's where I really started to drive into our uh, what became our mission statement of transforming aspiring adults through athletics. And so when you look at that as your lens and operate in everything you do through that lens, um, it became a lot easier. And so we started to really dive into these ideas of, all right, if we're going to want better teams, if we're going to want you know better um, character throughout our programs, if we want to be a great representation out in the community, 
Well, it starts with developing the, the, the leadership skills and the character abilities of every single kid on our campus. You know, when um, Waukesha West, and you said they haven't been around all that long, and they haven't, but when they started to win in one or two sports early on, people took notice mm -hmm. and said, okay, all right. And then uh, kids from Waukesha started going, hold on. If that's the football program, maybe that's where I should go. Because in Waukesha, you can go to whatever school you want, correct? That North, is true. We South. have, we have, we have uh, school choice. Right. And, and Catholic Memorial certainly is there if kids want to go to a private school. And it's interesting that, you know, from, from what I do f for here on, at uh, 105.7 FM Fan on the air, I'm constantly talking about, you know, to Montez or to your basketball coach or to your football coach because of the success that, that you guys have had. Hey, um, where did you grow up? Where did you go to high school? Yeah, so I, I was a McQuanago guy. And Ooh. so I uh, I grew up, uh, I always joke, I grew up in the Classic 8 where it was in its early years um, of formation when we were at that spot. And so um, I, I have all these little uh, tentacles that reach into the different schools in the sense of my, my dad taught at Waukesha South for almost 30 years. My mom taught at Arrowhead for over 20 years. Um, you know, I obviously, like I said, I went to McQuanago. I ended up uh, down the line here teaching at North. Um, I was a teacher in the Oconomowoc School District for a while. So yeah, you I've realize, kind of been everywhere. Well, but you realize there are other schools outside of that that conference, right? You oh, there just, are? Oh, I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. <laughs> I, you didn't even know that, did you? You know what? After we get done taping the show, I'm going to show you some of the other conferences. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, Kyle, what sports did you uh, participate in then out at McGuanago? Yeah, so I was, uh, uh, at least for one year, I was a four-sport guy, so football, basketball, track, and baseball. No tennis? Um, no no tennis. See, the older, <laughs> the older I get, I can't get out there and do anything with uh, Mike on, in, in basketball, so I've reverted so to you're, tennis. you resort to tennis, I, huh? I, I love tennis. So, I mean, when you mention tennis, and I, I might have to go out and watch. What, what, what's that? Oh, did he mention tennis or did you? No, he mentioned oh, tennis. Oh, he did. The girls' tennis, bro. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. Yep. Oh, but, is uh, it the ladies' tennis? It's not the man, guys? Or? Uh, right now we're in the, the girls' season. Oh. Yeah. So I'm, boy, I'm boys a... boys in the spring. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I was I was a force born, and then I quickly figured out that uh, this this at that time, even shorter than I am now, five foot six maybe, I wasn't going to do a whole lot on the basketball court and use that time to, to refresh and lift and get ready for the other three. So I was the, the three sports throughout. Man, that's awesome. We were talking to Kyle Lemieux. He is the uh, athletic director at Waukesha West High School. Um, so, And then college-wise, you went to Wisconsin, correct? I did, yep. And uh, you got on campus at Wisconsin, and there's a lot of stuff going on up there. Did you enjoy uh, your stay up there? I, I loved my Madison experience. Uh, you know, everybody... Considering the number of students that are on campus, everyone probably has a different flavor that they that they lean toward. But um, when I think about my Madison experience, it's 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 where I grew up. It's where I had a chance to really become who I am now um, and get connected with great people. Everything from uh, you know being connected with. Um, some campus ministry pieces up there to it. I met my wife in March of my freshman year, and well, that flipped the world upside down. Hey, so. Pastor, he's uh, he's in our club, by the way. <laughs> oh, he is. Huh? Yeah, I saw a picture. He, <laughs> to trust me, one of us is the president, the other is the vice president. <laughs> but he's more than yeah. I tell you what, he could be right there. He could be like yeah, whatever the next treasurer or secretary. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, he out he outkicked his coverage. Oh, yeah, uh -huh. No doubt. I, I won that deal. He yep. did. Yes. I, well, I don't know her, but I've seen her. 
here, and I think that you're probably right. You're probably <laughs> what is her name, by the way? Bethany. Bethany, yeah. and you have three kids. We do. Yep. Uh, boy, girl, boy. So Ben is nine, Mia is seven, and Will is five. So our oh, our house is never boring. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sports kids. Yeah, so I, I get um, to, to have fun with, with my oldest, Ben. I get to coach him in uh, youth baseball and actually right now a little flag football. So I get my, my offensive coordinator juices out of the there way on go. the weekend. <laughs> and are uh, throwing like double reverse bombs at nine years old. Naked bootleg. Yeah, there you go. And then uh, my, my daughter, uh, me, I get to coach her, and she's she's a lover of basketball right now, so I get to have fun Smart with that. Girl. My my youngest Will, he's he's our practice kid. He's the one that could go take BP six hours a day and say when are we starting, and uh, so a little bit of uh, you know the rookie ball and all that fun. So it's it's fun to see them each come into their own. Your wife a sports fan as well. She she loves them because we love them, um, and so that, that might be the best way to put it. No, she's incredibly supportive, and, and honestly. I wouldn't be able to do the things I do in my position and as a coach unless she was right there with us Trust, and fully yeah. supportive. So I can tell you, you've got two men sitting here, and I'm going to speak for Pastor Ken. We envy you so much. We miss that time. Mm-hmm. I miss that time of going out and watching Katie play grade school basketball and Matthew play basketball and soccer and baseball. And I know that Pastor does. And so I know some weekends are a little crazy. you got to run here and run they there. They are. Yep. You know what? Embrace it yeah, and enjoy it. it. Yeah. yeah and, and take some mental snapshots of it because there's going to be a day that you're going to go, man, I kind of miss that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guys, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, Kyle, we're going to talk about your journey, where it started, where it began, and ask you for your testimony. Our special guest this week, he's Kyle Lemieux. He's the walk, he's the athletic director at Waukesha West. Alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church, I'm Mike McGivern, and this is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church, our special guest. He's the athletic director at Waukesha West. He's Kyle Lemieux. Hey, Kyle, in the second uh, segment, we'd like to talk to you guys about uh, kind of their journey, uh, where it all began, and, and, and ask them for their testimony, if you'd be willing to share that for us. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um <clears throat> I was an easy sell when I was younger in terms of, you know, grew up going to church and things like that. And so if you would have asked me, you know, about this, this God stuff and my, my beliefs, I would have said, oh, yeah, like I, I believe in God and, and Jesus and all these things. And um, I think in, in parallel with that, I was always probably known as like the good kid where I got good grades. I never got in trouble. I I. I don't swear. To this day, I haven't drank. I haven't used drugs or smoke. Like I've, I've always kind of been squeaky clean to an extent, right? Um, but as I grew a little bit older, um, I, I had this opportunity actually my junior year of high school to go to this amazing youth group at an area church. And that was the first time when I walked into an environment where it wasn't just church where you're kind of going through these uh, routines. 
and you know these these have tos, but there were people there that wanted to be there that were my age, and so it, that just blew me away. It was something different, and started to kind of listen and and learn more and and understand, and it, it it flipped the script for me because all of a sudden it was this idea that there's this God who loves me so much that he's in pursuit of me, and that you know I, I have this the sin and this weight and that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a good guy, right? Like I do these good things. I have good morals, but good is not holy. Mm-hmm. And so there, there is this gap. There is this chasm between me and the creator of the universe. And there were some guys that um, were really impactful in my life that used great sport analogies, right? So I'm a baseball guy, right? So batting average, I can be a terrific hitter, but once I ground out or strike out just once, I will never again hit a thousand for my career or that season or whatever it might be. And so I can still be great, but I will still always fall short. Mm -hmm. And so that was really where I started to understand this whole idea of, you know, I, I believed that Jesus, um, was the son of God and, and, you know, rose from the dead and, and, and that he died for my sins, but I didn't really understand what that meant. Cause maybe at that time I really didn't understand the weight of my sin. And so being able to kind of put all those things in order and see the the amazing gift that the Christ was, and then the idea that I need to respond to this, you know, like there, there's, there's an expectation that I um, take this step and that I, you know, surrender and then I'm all in. And so what was really cool at that time was um, I, I didn't have to do it alone. There were dozens of people from our school who would go to this youth group to the point where... We had this culture of, you know, before we'd even go to school, we'd go to somebody's house and sing worship songs and pray and and get the day started. I mean, like, what high school kids do that, you know? And so I, I was just so fortunate to be in this collection of people that were, were on fire and, and, and ready at the same time. And um, so that just kind of led, you know, one thing to another where that was that was January of 2001. And, and here we are. Um, was able to go off to college and, and get involved in campus ministry things and able to meet people that really wanted to invest in my life. And uh, I, again, really started to cement this idea of what it looked like to follow Christ. You know, Pastor, um, I, I know for me, his testimony is really powerful. But for you, you know, we, we talk about you, you were a youth minister for a long time. And, and anytime somebody who starts to give their testimony and they start by saying, look, it kind of turned when I was in a youth group from church. I think it's so strong for the people that listen to this show that either are, are, are in youth groups, if they have kids that are in youth groups, if they're pastors that, that are thinking, oh, you know, our youth group is fine. I, I think it's going okay. I think it's so important. And you've lived that life. You've walked that walk. It's so important for those people that even if they're just on the fringe of a youth group, that they invest in that youth group because of stories like this. Yeah, powerful. And if I could just share a, a text I got today, Mike, from a African-American uh, young man who uh, he, he lived in the projects in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And um, one, one Wednesday night, he came over to church. I'd go pick a lot of these guys up. They wanted to play basketball after church, and we'd play some ball. And I remember as I was talking, I said, anybody here interested in, you know, asking Jesus Christ to be your Savior? And he kept, uh, he just kept raising his hand up and down, you know, during the... So uh, I couldn't get to him. We went and played ball, and 
you know, dropped him off. And next day, uh, school was out. So I went over and the man, they're in the projects. They had two or three basketball courts and he's on the court playing and he sees me and he says, uh, you guys go ahead and play. I'm going to go over here and talk to Ken. And uh, that was on October the 16th, 1986. And today he sent me this text. He says, hey, Ken, thanks for giving to the Lord, because on October 16th, 1986, you showed me how I could receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Thank you. And I thought, wow, hmm. you know, and yeah. that's exactly exactly what happens, you know, when you have people investing in you. And I love your illustration of the batting. I use basketball yep. because the boys, you know, would always come out and, and say, Dad, look, we're dunking it. And that's because they lowered the goal. Mm-hmm. And I go, yeah, that's good. But it'll be exciting when you the standard remains the same at 10 feet, you know, and now they can do that. Mm-hmm. But I said, God never lowers the standard and you go, ah, I feel so sorry for him. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to accept him. I'll have them come in. He never lowers that standard. Mm-hmm. And thus, that's why we all fall short of it because of our sin. And uh, great testimony, Kyle, of how you came to know Christ personally as your Savior. And there are a lot of uh, young people and uh, youth workers that invested in that message and shared Christ with you. And so thankful that you, you know you've been born into the family of God. Hey, Con, can I ask you a question? So you said, look, I was the guy who went to church. So your 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 parents, your family, um, obviously, where you grew up in a family that that knew going to church was important. Yeah. So uh, you know I, that was kind of the, the the weekly thing. That was that was what we did. And you know, it, it, um, I think sometimes I even think of my own family right now. Right, that sometimes maybe kids don't love it, but it's a matter of creating that routine and that importance, and and you know, laying that foundation. And so, um, I'm I'm thankful that that's what it looked like in our house. That every Sunday, that was what we did, and and there was great purpose to it. Your parents still in the area? Are they they still are. Around? They're they're Waukesha folks. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping they're listening to this because I you got to know how proud of you uh, that they are of you um, but to be able to, 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 to have you come on a radio station and say look this is this is how it happened this is when it happened and then to be able to say look I I've never drank and I've, I've never done drugs yet you went to Madison so I mean yeah. that you know every time you see a list they're in the top five of the biggest party schools in the country sure and you had such a good base to be able to say, okay, I can I can go to Madison. I don't need to be involved on that side of the street. I'm gonna be over here. Mm-hmm. Um, that tells that tells me a lot about you and 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 that strong foundation that you had before you got up to Madison. Absolutely, I, and, and I talk about this a lot now with kids, where I, I say there's there's great power in being able to live your life without regret. Yeah. And so when when I was in Madison and, and you know, after uh, graduation, I was lucky enough to, to intern with a campus ministry for a year. And so I got to have some really cool conversations with guys around campus. And that, that was just a recurring theme that, you know, there's there's a lot of brokenness and everybody has it. And, you know, there's no hierarchy of sin. Right. Like you fall short because you fall short. But mm-hmm. um, but everybody has their story. And so being able to help people navigate in a way where, you know, if you can avoid those moments of of feeling that regret later on, uh, boy, you're going to be glad that you did. You know, when uh, Kyle, you're talking about being up at Madison, uh, uh, my wife, Kathy and I on plane trips and so forth have talked to many students you know several students from University of Madison and most of them are atheists Hmm. and you know one thing that I'm able to share with them is you know when you were born you weren't born an atheist you've been educated to become an atheist Hmm. 
I said, but God still has this great love for you, and uh, the Bible is true. And so to, to hear your testimony of how God used you, I'm sure you had some great conversations to show uh, the, the different side of what maybe they might be learning in the classroom, that there is a God, and He does love you very much. Yeah, and, and, and I think in the end it comes down to it's, it's, it's not me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's God working through me, right? And so you think about the number of times people need to hear anything to, to remember it, to, to have it become something that is um, important in their lives, right? And so you never know where you are in that person's journey, but if you can um, you know, be that good word, if you can just be that, that, that helper. I mean, I, I think about... Um, you know, living a spirit-filled life, right? Yeah. And so, you know, if if the way that I would go about things just brings out this love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, well, great. Like, then they got to experience that. And isn't that what we would all want for, for our kids and for ourselves and people we love? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hey, how comfortable are you? And we had this conversation, um, you and I, and, and through via text message, um, athletic director at a public school, and Pastor was basketball coach at a public school in Colorado, and he has story of, of look, we, we would invite kids over for dinner and be able to share a little bit, but when we're on campus, we understand what the rules are. And, you know, Pastor has said a number of times, look, if you walk worthy, right, if you're walking different, you know what, you don't have to tell people. You don't have to have that conversation on campus, but certainly off campus if they want to have the conversation. But you're able to carry yourself different than than others. And I would think that that's something that that you knew as a 28-year-old going at to walk to walk show west. Look, this is who I am. This is my job. Mm-hmm. But this is who I am. And and has that been an easy thing for you? It- Yes, in the sense that I, I, I am who I am, and, and I, I think one of the reasons that I'm able to have the, the good fortune and success that I've had is because of what God has done in my life. And so um, I, I'm, I'm a husband and a, a, a father and a son and sibling and all of those things, and all shaped by the way that, um, that God has really uh, redeemed my life. And then through that, I get to have these awesome opportunities such as being at Waukesha West, right? And so um, even being here today, it's it's a unique scenario being a public school administrator. Yeah. And so um, I, I am here today as as me, Kyle Lemieux, yes, right? You are. And and the, the the guy who follows Jesus and loves sports and and uh, and appreciates this type of platform. And at the same time I know my role within that public institution in the sense that, if anything, my faith puts me in a spot where I even more closely want to adhere to those policies and those guidelines because I want to do my job with integrity. And so, um, you know, I'm always going to live out who I am, but at no time um, do I feel like it would be um, Christ-like or responsible of me to, to cross those lines in a way that would jeopardize my position or anybody else within our school. Man, that's awesome. Uh, Pastor, you got one quick question, then we got to get to a break. Well, I was just going to make a comment with Kyle. With uh, When you mentioned the school where I was at, the administrator had come to know Christ because a ninth grader walked into his office and shared Christ with him. He got down on his hands and knees. Uh, a big, big public school. It was a 6A public school that I was in. And after he had come to Christ and we got to know each other, he said, Hey, I want you to come in here and help me, but I need you to be as wise as a serpent and as harmless as a dove. That's exactly how Jesus told his disciples to live. Meaning what you just said, 
hey, you got to keep the rules. you got to keep the policies. You can't cram religion down anybody's throat. Or you can't cram the Bible down anybody's throat. And um, so, I, man, that's a great testimony. It's a great it has testimony. to be a great light there at, at West. I agree. Boy, it puts, uh, puts tears in my eyes. I love that. I, I, I do. I, I just simply adore the youth side of it. You know what? He goes to a youth group, and there are kids his age that want to be there. And and they're they're getting together before school to to, to, to sing worship songs is, is really good. He is Kyle Lemieux. He's the work-wise. He's the athletic director at Walkshire West. He's representing Kyle Lemieux, his family, his parents. He's a great ambassador for the Lemieux family. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brain Balance of Mequon. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered Back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Ken Keltner for Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest, he's Kyle Lemieux. Again, he is representing himself today. He works at Waukesha West as their athletic director. Hey, Kyle, when you were up um, interning at Madison, can you talk a little bit about um, you know, it's such a rich environment to be able to do what you were doing, to be able to try to talk to kids that you know, might not really want to talk to you. I don't know how many doors were opened or how many doors you had to just kind of nudge open up there. Was that a difficult job? Well, it was interesting um, because you, you'd encounter guys at all different places in life. And I, I, I find that oftentimes you've got a, um, you know, this, this tough exterior or this shell or maybe an avoidance of some of these conversations because, you know, oftentimes when I talk to guys um, through my intern role, it might be the first time anyone ever had an intentional conversation about God with them. And so it's it's just, it's new, it's different, it's awkward, right? And so um, I, I joke, even in my role now, I should have a sign in my office that says, embrace the awkward, because <laughs> okay. it's, it's going to happen. Um, and so I, I very much saw that as, as the same kind of an idea. So again, whether I was the first person who did it, or I was the ninth guy in the last three months, like, this, this God stuff won't go away, there must be something to this, right? Um, I just appreciated the opportunity to be in there with them. And, and a lot of times it was, it could be pretty intimate conversation where you sit down with a guy and before you know it, an hour and a half has passed and you know a lot about their life and where they're at. Yeah. Do you, w- would you say that when you were there that you saw that, that, that the college um, young people there on campus were willing to talk to you about this? I, when I went down to Marquette, I was doing some work down there on the street and I mean, it's like everybody wanted to talk to you. Absolutely. And and I think it's interesting where it's usually the, the, the fear is, is self-created yeah. in your own yeah. mind of yeah. do I, you know, initiate this conversation or, or approach this person. And, and, and even if someone has, this is kind of a societal lesson, right? Even if someone has completely opposite views from you, it's okay to enter into a conversation. And there's a way to get through that in a respectful yeah. and, and uh, challenging way even. Yeah, yeah, that in our society nowadays, that doesn't happen much anymore, Kyle. No. You know, it, it doesn't. It, it's, you know, especially on the political side, it's hard to have a conversation with somebody on the other side of the aisle and not just have the conversation. 
you know, it doesn't, nobody needs to yell. Let's just have the conversation. And the same thing with this. There's, you know, a number of times, um, in fact, once here where I had a guy that he said, look, I, this was a year ago or so. And, and, and uh, he said, I really don't like the bumper music you play during the holidays. And I said, why is that? He said, well, because I'm an atheist. I said, well, how long did it take you to read the Bible? He said, I, what are you talking about? I'm an atheist. I said, well, you, didn't read, you haven't read the Bible? And he said, no. I said, well, you're not an atheist. You're a non-believer. And he said, oh, okay, I'm a non-believer. And I'm really, I get tired of the bumper music you play. And so we had that conversation about, look, let's say you're right. So we, we die and we go on the ground, correct? He's like, yeah. I said, so no harm, no foul. He goes, what do you mean? I said, I, I think because of my faith, I'm a better husband, better father, better employee, better friend. But then I die and go on the ground, and you don't care about any of that other stuff, so no harm, no foul. He said, that's right. I said, that's if you're right. He goes, yeah. I said, now let's change the scenario. Let's say I'm right. Uh-oh. Right? He goes, what? And I, he said, oh, I'll get a suntan. And I go, that's what you think. <laughs> that's really what you think. I said, you look, it's very biblical. I have this conversation with you. He said, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Play whatever music you want. And he walked out. So I, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and, and it's hard for me because there are people that, that I think want to have the conversation, but get really uncomfortable. And this is how they've always thought. But now they're getting a little older and their kids are getting a little older and, and they want to have it. But they've been, you know what, with their group. They've always said, oh, those Bible thumpers, I'm not talking to one of those guys. Uh, I would say, Kyle, too, how, how refreshing it is talking to you because I was just doing a study recently that church growth today is really only, only 1% of church growth is seen from someone talking to someone and seeing them come to Christ and getting them into your church. Church growth really is the church shuffle from one church to the other church hmm. by a group of believers. And what Mike was talking about there of people being willing to uh, actually uh, have a desire to even want to talk to people about eternity is uh, you, you don't see many Christians that really even want to want to talk to anybody. And so listening to you has been very refreshing, especially while you're on campus. Hey, can, can I ask about that? Because we've had guys on, Kyle, that have said... Look, I'm, I, and, and one was a coach from Indiana and said, I was really good in the locker room talking about my faith to my staff and to my players. Walked out of the locker room, and I really struggled. Have you always been comfortable in that role to be able to approach people, to talk to people about it? I, I think I'm always willing to have the conversation. Um, I, that being said, you know, when it's, when it's your, your job, essentially, to, to go and initiate those conversations, it is different from now being, you know, adult and out and about and living life. And um, I'm finding that even though I'm, I'm willing to have those conversations, I think the way that people begin to see Christ and to know Christ is what we were talking about earlier, where, you know, if if it looks different, if it sounds different, if it feels different, I'm going to be drawn to that. And and there's just going to be I, I look at my, my wife's story where first time she went to a, um, a campus event in, in Madison and she walked in, and she says, I don't know what they have, but it's different and I want it. Yeah. And so um, I, I again, I hope that in everything I do and, and the way that I live my life, that the people are drawn closer to the Lord that way. I'm sorry. Your wife's first name again? Bethany. Bethany. Did she was she a Wisconsin girl? She grew up in, Wisconsin, in yeah. high school in Wisconsin. Yep. Where did she go? Oconomowoc. She did. Mm hmm. 
wow, you guys, re- you will not get out of that conference. I, I know. You, just, you marry in the conference. all the way. Your parents are in the conference. You're all in. You really don't think there are other conferences, do you? I mean, that's awesome. Um, did, did she grow up in a home that, that she was in church a lot and she has strong uh, base with, with, with her uh, walk as well? Yeah, so she grew up uh, going to some private schools and, and, and um, you know, the Catholic denomination. And so, you know, she... Um, As I, think I would, did, by the way. I think she'd tell you the same, that she, she knew these things, but, but it really didn't um, change and shape her heart until being able to encounter some of this in college. Kyle, we, we've had, we had a guy, and I use it all the time, he said, look, I, I went to Catholic schools as I did. They told me to carry the Bible. Don't open it, Mr. McGivern. You just carry it when we tell you to carry it. And this guy came on the show and said, I knew Jesus Christ. I knew him the same way I knew Abraham Lincoln. Hmm. I knew all the stories. I just had no relationship with him, mm-hmm. and and that's how that's how I felt, until my wife started going to Eastside Baptist Church, and I kept saying, "Hey, don't drink the Kool Aid, man! Don't drink the Kool Aid down there," and all of a sudden, then I start going, and it's like a history lesson all the time, mm. and and it's certainly nobody better uh, to preach than Baptist. Oh, hey, Pastor, how you yeah. doing? The Baptist <laughs> ministers, as as Pastor does does a great job. But that's interesting uh, that Bethany felt that way, and and uh, when she walked him into that meeting, um, she must have been like, "Wow, what they have, I want." And and was that the start of the journey for her? Uh, yeah, um, that's what that's what I would trek back to. And so you know, that was our freshman year in Madison, and here we are, married. Uh, 14 years next week so congratulations yeah. thank you congratulations. mike you were on something there and and i know kyle has mentioned it it's, it's a relationship it's not religion so you, t- why don't you share what you know people will come up to you and they'll say hey man i really like that religious show you got oh, <laughs> yeah and you know what kyle i'll be in a grocery store if somebody recognizes me from the tv stuff or, or basketball stuff or whatever they'll they'll yell from one aisle to the other Hey, McGivern, you know, I, I heard you uh, talking to this coach. Good job. You should ask him this. And if it's faith in the zone, they'll come to my aisle, and they'll look both ways. And they'll walk right up and go, hey, are you Mike McGivern? I go, yeah. You know, I really like that religion show you do. I go, I don't do a religion show. Aren't you Mike McGivern? Yeah. That religion show. I said, you mean the faith-based show? Yeah, yeah. I said, great. Let's. How are you doing with all that? Got to go. <laughs> Go on. Like, they'll stay and talk to me about Steve Rucks for hours. But, boy, if, they, if it's about talking about this, man, they, they, they head out quick, I'll tell mm-hmm. you that. Boys, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. It's been a great show. He's Kyle Lemieux, and uh, he, he is uh, actually Bethany's husband. There That's, you go. There That's you the go. best way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> and he is the, the father of these three wonderful kids, Ben. Mia and Will. Ben, Mia, and Will. I hope you guys are listening. This is, uh, you should be really proud of your dad. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Fella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Oh, welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. 
I'm Mike McGivern alongside the head pastor at Brookside Baptist Church. He's Pastor Ken Keltner, our special guest. He's Kyle Lemieux. He's the athletic director at Waukesha West and uh, strong testimony, great family guy. And McGuanago, it's all it's all the same conference, of course, but McGuanago, Oconomowoc, Waukesha North, Waukesha South, where the parents were teaching. Um, Kyle, when, when doing some research on you, and obviously leadership at the high school level is really important to you, and it's something that you truly believe in. And, and again, I um, looked up a lot of different things that that you you know you've been a part of and you believe in. And and I like the fact, especially at the high school level, because I don't know if we do enough that at that 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 level to talk to kids about what it is to be a leader yep. and 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 accept that responsibility of being a leader because it's easy not to be. It's easy to be a follower. Right. We we often say. Um, and this might be a Tony McCudden line that you can trace back to him that sometimes leadership is lonely. You and, and, and I would say, too, that, you know, when you think about this building that we have and you think about um, all the success that we've had, right, going back to when I started, it was like, well, what do we do to move this place from good to great? And so I, I honed in on this idea of, well, let's start at, with their hearts, right? Let's make them, you know, more concerned with their character and then that's going to start to to expand into a, a lot of other pieces. And so this leadership push is now in year eight, and we've built it to the point where uh, we hold an annual conference where the coolest part is that it's completely student-driven. And so I have a committee of about 25 kids who plan everything from the time of, you know, different events, student-led breakout seminars, um, the, the team time aspects we're going to do to what we have for lunch. Like, it, it is their day, and, and we help facilitate it. And so it's really powerful learning. Kyle, that's awesome because uh, really what you hear on the news often is this football team or – that ball team, you know, they have a problem because they did all this hazing uh, mm-hmm. on the on the younger, you know, class of, of young people in you know on the team or whatever. And so, to be developing leaders to care about those that are underneath them is that's that's a pretty strong message. Hey, Pastor, you know, it was um, and I didn't know this. Uh, three years ago, I'd never heard of vaping, never heard of it. And when I was out talking to Kyle and, and talking about some of the things that they're trying to accomplish. Out at Waukesha West, he had some unbelievable stats for me about vaping and about how this has just like wildfire has taken over. And this is not a, a, a guy in a high school that's going to stand pat and say, "Okay, let's just kind of hope that kids aren't going to do it. They're not going to try it." They they've tried to meet this thing where it's at and say, "Okay, we need to figure this out." This has just taken off. It has. In fact, we were looking at some data um, earlier, and there is some sort of stat along the idea, and this is self-reporting, and so it, we, we believe it to be mostly accurate, but nearly half of all high school students have tried it. Um, and specifically in our building, um, something to the effect of 13% had, had used in the last 30 days. And so when you see all those other news stories that are out and about about this, um, it's it's scary. It's alarming. And so we'll have the conversations of, hey, I live in the same community as you. I care about you. I want you to do well. And, you know, sometimes when you work with high school age kids, I always say it's about pulling back the blinders. They see about six inches in front of them. And our job is to help expand that view a little bit and create some perspective. You know, it's interesting doing this the, the, and coaching for as long as I have and then this high school sideline stuff. 
Um, and I don't know if it was at Waukesha West, the anti-vaping yep, program. Awesome. There was another high school that said, look, we, we're involved in, in this part. And what we're trying to tell kids, and it might have been that group, actually, Kyle, that, look, if you don't drink and you don't vape, Either that's what we do, and we're the cool group. You're in the majority. You're yeah. in the majority. Come with us. Hang out with us because this is kind of this is kind of what we are, and you don't have to feel like you're by yourself. Absolutely. And I think that's really important for for sure. And the fact that those kids will will do that. Hey, I got to tell you a quick story because uh, you're a walkshaw guy. Um, there's a, a man from our church, uh, Pastor Greg. Uh, Greg, who yeah. uh, Greg loves faith in the zone. And uh, in fact, he he's a greeter at at Brookside, and I'll drop my mother-in-law off, and and uh, before she can get out, he's always kind of by the door talking. Hey, why didn't she ask him this? Or <laughs> did you, you had this guy on that was good, and he was at Culver's, and and he I think he would, before he ate, he bowed his head and he was going to pray, and a woman that worked at Culver's came up and said, Hey, I saw you were praying. You, I'm a believer as well, and he said that's great, and somehow they got to faith in the zone. And he said, hey, I go to church with, with McGivern and, and Pastor Ken. And, and she went in the back and took a $20 bill, put it in an in a envelope, envelope yeah. and said, hey, I want to see that show continue. I don't know if it's going to help, but, but gave that. And I want to thank Nancy from Culver's out in Waukesha. I, I just, what, what, it warmed my heart. The fact, first of all, I thought our wives are the only girls that would listen to the show. <laughs> but Nancy, who, you know what? Uh, thank you so much, Nancy, from Culver's in, in Waukesha. How cool yeah. is that? Oh, that was, uh, I, I tell you, when I got that, I said, I got to I gotta get with Mike and uh, let him know this. So, Nancy, thank you so much. And uh, we appreciate your support and that you enjoy the program. And I hope there's several out there who enjoy listening to Faith in the Zone. I got one question for Kyle. Can I can I go yeah, you sports bet. You got on about this? four minutes or so. All right, plenty of time here to find out from you, Kyle. We like to do a little bit of sports with what was your, you know, claim to fame uh, in your high school days of, uh, of playing ball. Oh, man. I, I would like to think I'm a much better coach and administrator than I was uh, athlete at the time. Um, you know, I, uh, I'm I'm 5'7 on a good day. And so I guess uh, the, the way I survived was that I could just hopefully move faster than everyone else. And so um, I, I had a great fortune of, um, you know, playing, uh, you know, three years of varsity baseball and a four-year track guy and, um, you know, being able to play for Keith Hensler uh, in the McGuanagall program there. And Yeah, he, he, you know what? The next time he throws the ball as a coach will be like the second. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, I, I grew up in that triple you, option. So You weren't a receiver, were you? No, actually, I, I played QB and then a little bit of running back. So my senior year, I was, uh, I started both ways running back and D-back um, for most of the year. But, um, no, I, I, I still look now and I can look at a defense and I can find the three-tech and the Five tech and f- figure out where we're going to run the option to, and you know it won't matter because uh, we're running a, a different system. One but. of the cl- one of the one of the best coaches in the state of Wisconsin, I think Keith was, mm-hmm. and uh, I love his son Matt Henser does a great job. At he does Badger. a great job. In fact, um, Matt was actually able to come out uh, last year um, when we held our annual leadership conference for West. Um, Matt and uh, some other coaches came out and uh, they just wanted to check it out and see what's happening. So uh, that's neat too, where it's not just an us thing anymore but now we have other places and schools coming in to, to see what's happening at west what well, so what position did you play in baseball um so i always tell the story and even as i coach youth baseball now 
I was a shortstop and pitcher all the way until about sophomore year. And then I figured out this throwing strikes thing is a little difficult. So guess what? We're going to play outfield. And Set, so center field. Um, I, I played them all, actually. I, I was able to bounce around and uh, love like I love all sports, but baseball is my my love, love. Um, and so um, after graduating, I, I was invited back onto the staff. So I was an assistant at McGuanagle for seven years before taking over at North. Hey, I guarantee you, Kyle, if if Mike McGivern's on third base and I pop up to you in in center field <laughs> i have a feeling if he's tagging you could still throw him out no chance <laughs> are you kidding i'll tell you this that catcher better get out of the way because if i start sliding or rolling he's not gonna he's gonna be hurting pretty bad i'll tell you this you, you better hit it deep pastor and i might cheat a little bit and hopefully the ump's not looking that, that's kind of the key to that hey kyle i can't thank you enough what a wonderful testimony i want to thank tony McCudden for, for, for saying, look, that you want to go talk to him because he's on fire. Those are the words that, that uh, Tony McCudden used. And, and one day I'll tell you a couple of my favorite McCudden stories, by the way. And, <laughs> you know, not sure we, we could do all of them on Faith in the Zone. We could. They're, they're good stories. He's a good man. And, and uh, I know that uh, he listened to this show, his family does, and I appreciate him, his willingness to, to help us with a guest. Um, keep up the good work, young man, out at Waukesha West. And, and understand that's what you do for a living. Then you head home to Bethany to Ben, me, and, and, and Will. Mm-hmm. And uh, take care of those kids and enjoy all the stuff that you get to do with them. Thank you. I appreciate it. appreciate the opportunity. It's fun being here. Yeah, we love having you. You bet. Thanks for listening. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? For certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.